0: Blog Talk Radio. Okay, welcome to Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Well, hello, lovelies. How are you today? This is Trina, your host, and I'm so glad that I'm here with you today on this beautiful, beautiful Monday here in Atlanta, April 15th. I see that the sun is shining out there, um, and wherever you are in the U.S. or abroad, hopefully the sun is shining for you as well. Well, guess what? As you know, do you know what today is? Yeah, you got it. It is April 15th already, right? And this is a day in the U.S. where it is the deadline to file your annual tax return. And so um, I know that many of you are probably like a little bit nervous, you know, if you haven't gotten your taxes in already and you're busy preparing your taxes and trying to get things done um, with your accountant. But hopefully... Hopefully you will be able to get it with the deadline. If not, don't forget, guys. You can file an extension, and it's not a penalty to file an extension. So you can go ahead and file an extension um, so that you can be safe. That uh, you'll have a little bit of extra time to go ahead and complete your tax return. So rather than rush and not take all of your business deductions and pull everything together that you need to, um, you go ahead and file that extension so that you don't get caught not turning in something. Because if you don't file an extension, then, of course, you face penalties and a lot of other things. So, again, file an extension if at all necessary. Now, to do that, you can set up a free account. Um, with a lot of different tax services. They don't charge you to file an extension, many of them. Um, and so, again, you can file a free account, you know, set up a free account and extension um, electronically so that you don't have to worry about penalties and all of that stuff, right? So, go ahead and get that done. So, this was a challenging year for my husband and I, because, boy, oh, boy, did we have to pay some taxes this year. But, to whom much is given, right? Much is required sometimes. So we are are blessed financially, and so, of course, uh, you're going to pay some taxes. And one of the things, I had a great conversation with someone maybe about a month or so ago, and she was a mortgage specialist. And one of the things that she talked about was that a lot of small business owners want to own homes, they want to purchase homes, but they don't have a traditional nine-to-five job with a W-2 coming in uh, for verification of income, right? And so a lot of the times on taxes, small business owners take as many deductions as they can. Normally, the name of the game is to reduce the um, um, net amount of money you are actually paying taxes on by having more legalized deductions, right? Right. And so uh, you want to be careful, though, she says, because oftentimes if you're trying to qualify for a home that, you know, might be a certain amount, you may not qualify. You may have qualified, not qualified yourself by taking so many deductions that your annual income is very small, so you're not qualifying for the home that you want. So, again, remember that when you're in small business, while you do want to take deductions, it's so important to not always come out having a loss at the end of the year. And this is especially true. You want to show income. Why? It's because this is going to help you big time when it comes to buying a house, buying a car, um, and even getting a business loan. So keep that in mind. Where business loans are concerned, the big the big determining factor for business loans is your debt to cash ratio and how much money you actually have in the bank right And so you want to you want to watch all of those things and you want to be very careful because when you're a small business owner, you're more susceptible to getting audited right based on the kinds of deductions that you're taking as well. So keep all of those things in mind. if you have not filed your taxes yet, it's better. Um, to file an extension and make sure that you have everything in order and that you're taking your proper deductions but that you are also making sure that you're claiming an income, um, especially if you don't have a full-time or part-time job, to add in those dollars, right, so you can say that you make a certain amount a year. Otherwise, you are going to lock yourself out of being able to get possibly qualified for something that you need to uh have that that check on. They are going to ask for your wages. They're going to ask for your income. Um, And so you want to be very, very careful about that. I want to give a shout out to some people. My buddy, Diana Lindberg. Hello, Diana. Uh, Hopefully, we'll get you on the show soon so you can read some of your lovely poems. Very motivational. Hello to Bridget McBride off on our Facebook Live. Serena Washington, how are you? And Coletta Cheely. Hi, Coletta. It's good to see that you're in our Facebook group. You know, again, we are simultaneously broadcasting Successful Woman Radio both um, on our Facebook Live group and in our blog talk radio platform. excited that you guys are with me. Uh, and again, for those of you who are um, listening via Facebook Live, I ask that you in the chat box let me know. If you can hear me by simply typing in, hey, I can hear you loud and clear, that way I know for sure that on the Facebook side you guys are hearing me just fine. On Blog Talk Radio, I'm pretty sure that you guys can hear me now because I dialed in direct uh, so that you, so that you could hear the show clearly. So again, I want to thank all of you for being on the show. We've got a great show lined up for you. As you know, during the month of April, we've been talking a lot so far about productivity and why productivity is so very very key. Um, I can't talk enough about that. Um, so. Today, we're going to be talking about keeping your eyes on the end, why, pro, why it's important in productivity to really stay focused on the main thing, right? And so we're going to um, talk about that. I'm going to give you some ideas for how to actually stay focused, which is so very, very key for small business women. And we'll also talk about some of the tools, again, that are being used um, productivity-wise that's helping people to actually stay focused in their business. So again, I want to thank all of you. I want to go ahead and go right into um, what we call our five questions of leadership and authority. As you know, these are questions that you get to ask yourself as often as you need to. We read these questions every Monday because it helps to develop a habit of you thinking about these questions, and again, usually throughout the year, based on where you are in your business, you're going to have different answers to these questions. Um, time goes on, and sometimes you'll have you'll be able to identify areas that you need to improve or enhance, or areas that you really need to get back to the drawing board on. Right. And so here's question number one in the five questions of leadership and authority: Am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Again. Am I clear on my role as CEO of my company? Here's question number two. What are my business priorities? Again, question number two, what are my business priorities? You know, this is very key as we talk about today, keeping your eyes on the end and productivity. And so I will be covering this a little bit later. And then number three, do I have a bird's-eye view of the following areas, my daily workflow, my marketing, my follow-up, my sales, my um, my my sales goals, and so that's very, very key, right? Um, because as the CEO of your company, when you don't have your eyes um, on, on these things, then what happens is a lot of stuff will fall through the crack, and you, you don't push yourself as hard, and you can't really delegate, which leads to question number four. Am I allowing my power team to work for me in helping me, right, to carry out my daily workflow, which is very, very important, right? And so, again, a power team is a support team, a group of individuals usually who own their own businesses but are experts in some particular area that can provide a service to you to shorten your learning curve, to help you get things done a lot faster. And then last but not least, number five is do I have to Uh, Do I have a delegation system in place to activate my power team? Because in addition to having a power team, let's say you've identified people, it doesn't mean that you can start right away delegating if you don't actually have a delegation system in place. You know, um, what is your follow-through process? you know, how do you begin to delegate? Have you created a description of each of your tasks that need to be done if they are repeated tasks? Um, Do you have a description of major projects that, um, where you have your expectations, where you have your deadline and what's supposed to be done? You know, the one thing I like to say is um, I hear a lot of the time, and I am guilty of this as well, a lot of business women say, a lot of the times I don't hand off work, I don't delegate stuff because it's very frustrating to me to hand stuff off and then they don't do it right and then I have to do it all over again. Um, And so rather than go through that, I will just do it myself. Well, here's the thought path. Here's where the thought path is wrong on that. Yes, sometimes you are going to delegate things to individuals and they don't get it right. They're not doing it right and you feel like you just need to take it over. But this is kind of like the little challenge and pain you have to go through to really build a good team and to also get yourself out of the habit of always being in the labor role. Remember, when you are an owner of your own business, you can't always keep yourself in the labor role and think you're going to be able to grow your company because the labor role um, makes the gadgets, does the service. It helps the end user, but then you've got to have more customers, more end users coming in there, and to do that, you are required to also be in the entrepreneur visionary role, which is the owner-CEO role, and you're also required to be in the manager role as well, right, and implementing and getting things done. So keeping yourself in the labor role, and I might as well do it myself, and having that attitude is not the attitude of a leader. A leader understands that she is going to have to be patient when she, has, she brings on new people to the team. But I can guarantee you that your experience is going to be so much easier and so enjoyable if you literally, right, if you make sure that you automatically um, create what I would consider a description of your project or your task right? And when you set expectations such as what is the deadline, when is this due, and then when you set follow-up appointments with the people that you delegate with so that they know that they're being held accountable to stay within the date. I don't think that it's always so important to worry about every little nitpick on an individual who you delegated to about doing it a certain way unless it is going to impact the outcome. So I do think that you need to give people that freedom to be able to um, do things in their own way, right, how they, how they use their workflow. However, if it is something that you prefer for them to do individually um, and specifically in, in step-by-step manner, then that should all be written out in a description of the task itself. And, you know, a person cannot be you. No, there's only one of you, right? Which is all of our competitive edge is that no one can be us. However, they can follow your directions, which is a representation of you. But you must have a written description. You must actually know when. Okay, the project is due, when you want to follow up with them, what your expectations are, and you even need to let them know when, you know, I'm not going to be happy if these things occur, so watch out for this or that. So, again, this is all in your role as being the manager and also the CEO, the entrepreneur visionary of your business. So, again, I just wanted to say that because I do know that a lot of people are having a tendency to actually keep projects and tasks and try to do them all themselves. And as a result, you know, it goes on for weeks, months, and yes, ladies, it even goes on for years of not getting things done. I have experienced that, and it's not fun. So here's the thing. Being in business, yes, it has its challenges, but don't you think that it's time for us to really enjoy being in business? You know, like for today, I scheduled a pedicure. This is a Monday while others are working a nine-to-five. I get to go in and have a pedicure for today. I love that. It's just the thought of knowing that I have that flexibility to do that. But if I was in the labor role and trying to do everything myself, well, that's not going to happen. Now, for those of you that are working the nine-to-five, I don't want to be disrespectful of that because it's a blessing to have a job and have income coming in and to help stabilize yourself. But still have that flexibility that if you're proactive, if you set up your power team, if you delegate, um, then you too can still enjoy that flexible income that when you are off, you get that flexibility to do some enjoyable things that you actually want to do, right? And so you guys know what I'm talking about. And again, you know, um, it's just so very, very key. Um, to To understand how important it is to be proactive, to be balanced, and to make sure that you have set up a system, a delegation system, so that you can enjoy being a business owner as well. I think a lot of times there are so many business women right now that are they consider it burned out. They're just so burned out um, that they've become discouraged in their business. They're not making the money that they want to make. Um, uh, customers are not happening as fast as they had hoped. They've got business debt that they have to pay off, and um, and they're just kind of disgusted. And I hear a lot of women um, that I coach they say, I'm, "I'm disgusted, and I just feel like just quitting or letting everything go." But here's what we have to understand as business women: we have to always face the mirror, right? And we have to put ourselves in check. And this is why. I'm all about teaching all of you how to become the best leader for your specific business because your business is going to demand certain things of you. And if you're not doing it, it's going to tell you by you not making the money, right? And so this is very, very key. When you are a CEO, when you are a business owner, You've got to understand those three roles that are always about, laborer, manager, entrepreneur, visionary. You've got to understand that being the owner, that entrepreneur visionary is the most important role at all. You set the pace for everything, right? And so this is why, again, I came up with five questions of leadership and authority so that you can hold yourself accountable, put yourself in check, which is so very, very key. So, ladies, don't forget you can ask yourself these questions as often as you can in order for you to hold yourself accountable and to make sure that you're on target with being the best leader possible for your business. We're going to move on. I want to talk about a subject that I think is very interesting, and a lot of you are going to be interested in that as well. So as you know, I'm always trying to give you guys updates on what is happening on Facebook and how, uh, you know, how Facebook is constantly evolving and changing. And one of the things that Facebook does, which is very frustrating, and many of you who are, um you know, aggressive users of Facebook, meaning you've got a fan page, a personal page, you've got a group, you've got a lot of things going on, um, a lot of you have probably noticed that Facebook does things and they don't, they don't tell anybody that they're getting ready to make changes. I'll give you a good example of what I'm talking about. So normally in the group setting, when you go into your groups, you can create your Facebook Live right there in the group, Right. Well, how about they move Facebook Live features? Right? They move the features, and so when you click on Facebook Live, it goes. Oh, we moved the we moved this feature. Well, isn't that interesting? So then you have to figure out where in the heck is the feature located, so I can do my Facebook Live right. And so they do surprises like that all of the time. Another surprise that I recently had, I really love the watch party feature that Facebook has for Facebook groups. And what the watch party is is that you can, um, using their video library, you can load in videos for your group to watch, right? And um, it, it allows you to have a live commenting system and that type of thing. So that's really good because that get, get Engagement with the group, and um, if you choose the right videos to add value, they will. Your group will really appreciate it. But what Facebook has done, which is I find really interesting, but I do know why. So it used to be that you could bring in any video that you wanted. You could bring in a YouTube video, a video off of Vimeo, or any other third-party video streamer. Right? Well, not so anymore. Um, you actually have to use the videos that are already in the Facebook video library, or you have to have recorded a Facebook Live or uploaded an original video to your, to your um, group. In order for you to choose that video from your saved videos within the group, you can do that. So it's really all of the changes that are happening with Facebook. And one of the things that I find very interesting, because, you know, the norm in small business is that we want to always provide good customer service. We always want to make sure that we are communicating with our customers and letting our customers or clients know everything that we are doing. And one of the things that I think is happening with Facebook is that, first of all, I do know that Facebook does not provide good customer service. Now, in the in the Facebook personal page or at the top of the screen, there's a question mark where you can actually click on that question mark, and it will take you to, like, their help section. Um, and then it does ask you if you, you know, if you would like to create a support ticket on different things. But then they may get back to you um, within 24 to 48 hours or a week later. um, And sometimes you may not hear from them at all. So, again, this is something that I think they feel they have this upper hand and they don't have to provide impeccable customer service. And I think this is one of their downsides, you know, because every business is going to have a competitor. And competitors often come about, because there is something lacking in another business that they feel they can fill that niche, they can fill fill that need that other owners may have. And so watch out, huh? Watch out that, um, you know, you might think that you are leader of the pack, and you are right now, and, and thank you for providing such great free services, right? But at the same time, it's important to remember that all of these free people Um, billions now that are looking and using Facebook have helped you to make the billions, has helped you to attract advertisers, and has allowed you to um, track um, different things that we are doing, our purchases, what we buy, what we like in order to attract those advertisers. So There is totally power in free, and this is something all of us as small business owners really need to understand and learn. And so um, there is a habit that Facebook is everything, and so we have so many people putting all of their faith and their hope in Facebook. And while I use Facebook as well, and I appreciate and do respect and value everything Facebook does, Facebook also has to be called on the carpet when things are not well, and that is with their customer service. It stinks. And hopefully, they will improve their customer service. Hopefully, they will make new ways for customers to get in touch with them. And I do understand. You know, when you have uh, multiple billions of people, um, you know, on your platform what kind of customer service can you provide? Because you can't have everybody calling. Can you imagine if they put out a phone number to call Facebook, then they would have to hire hundreds of thousands of customer service reps, which would suck up all of their profit. And I understand that, but you still have to have some way of providing customer service and some way of letting all of your 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 followers know that you're getting ready to make platform changes, which is so very, very key. You know, maybe they can have different e-newsletters that people sign up for, whether it's a group e-newsletter, Vantage e-newsletter, or what have you. So maybe that's the key um, that they can do. Anyhow, I wanted to just let you know about a, a couple of features that Facebook has that um, I think are good features that you should take a look at, okay, because there are some. Um, But I am going to be also letting you know some alternatives to make sure that you keep your mailing list and your contact list growing. I do want to mention that. So today I want to share with you Facebook groups, okay, and why Facebook groups can be used um, to really, really help out a lot with a lot of important things that you're trying to do for your business. So there are two ways to use Facebook groups. One, you can have a general group. And a general group is where you're bringing different people together so that you can either, one, keep them informed and make consistent daily posts to let them know different things happening um, with your business if they're interested, or the group can be utilized as a networking group tool to allow them, um, based on the subject of your group, to make announcements, to promote, to do different things. So it just depends on what you need a group for. The one thing I have had a lot of people say, was, do I have a fan page or should I have a group? Well, the two really are two different things. You own a business, Facebook wants you to have a fan page because that's what they created for all businesses. And so you need a fan page to identify yourself um, as a business owner and um, and to have people to follow you. The one thing that you need to know about fan pages is that fan pages can be very optimized when it comes to search engine optimization. Sometimes people might be able to find your business via Google on Facebook before they can find it on your website because Facebook, of course, might be more optimized than your website. And so, again, that is something that I think that you need to definitely keep in mind as you are looking at possibly creating your fan page for the first time or enhancing your fan page. Now, the one thing that Facebook did do is Facebook um, created your fan page to function like a blog, which is, I think, something that you need to keep in mind is that you really can use Facebook like a blog. Um, Now, on the other side, Facebook groups, on the other hand, is just that it is a group where you can have a niche group of people who want the information that you have. And just like having a mailing list, you should have people who freely opt in. I think it's important to have people to freely opt into your group because when you start adding a lot of people to your group, it's the same thing as going to a networking meeting getting a business card, and then just adding that person to the group without actually getting their permission. And when you do that, it's not very effective. So when you have permission-based marketing, when you're able to, to get people to request to join your group, then they're going to pay more attention to what you have going on in the group. Now, the difference between the group and the fan page is that when you post in a fan page... Um, your post may only be seen by maybe 10 to 15%, and sometimes less than that. So if you have 500 people in your group, only 50 people may see your post, or maybe 30 people may see your post, right? If you had 100 people in your group, you may have only 10 people see your post. And this is where a lot of people get very shocked and where they misunderstand a lot of things because oftentimes what happens is that – Um, They have an event getting ready to take place, or they have some important announcement, and then they get upset because they learn that only a few people saw the announcement. So they're asking themselves, what's the whole purpose of that? But when you have an announcement, when you have something very important that you need people to see, then you're going to have to boost. In fan page, you're going to have to actually boost your post in order for people to see it, and then you can select you want all the people who are fans, and all of their friends, as many of their friends as possible, to your post. That's that's what you have to do. So you can't at the last minute, if you have an event tomorrow or next week, you can't at the last minute do a Facebook uh, campaign and think that everybody's going to see it. You really are going to have to do something that allows everybody to see your post over a period of time, maybe two or three weeks so that they can catch on, and then you're going to have to boost some posts and also um, create an event in the fan page. However, on the group side, it's different. In the Facebook group, the whole purpose of the group is to engage, is to have a group of like-minded people. And so in the actual group, it allows you, um, when you post, everybody's going to see the post. They're going to get a notification, okay? The other thing is that you can email people who join your group and welcome them um, and make sure that they know um, that you do post once a day at a certain time or what have you, or to visit your group at least twice a day or once a day to get up-to-date information. So it's a little bit different, but most of the time, everybody who joins your group is going to get a notification when you put a new post in the group, which is very beneficial, okay? Very key. Now, there are some features in the group that I absolutely love. Number one, <clears throat> you can actually do a watch party, I think, are very, very important. Um, again, they help to engage the group. You can bring in videos and different things for people to see. Um, but the other feature that I absolutely love, and this is Facebook getting ready to um, have a membership based group feature. Um, They're already testing it out and seeing how people like it, and this is for people that have uh, like 15,000 or more uh, uh, group members. They are allowing them to already test out the membership portion of groups. So part of that is a learning module system, and they used to call it units. Now I believe they are calling it um, the um, learning center. Um, So you can have a learning center where um, you actually people can go and they can look at videos, they can take courses, they can do a lot of different things in the learning section of your group. So this is in preparation to allow you to have basically a paid membership group. And, again, they're already testing it out. But this is a good section that can be used for a lot of different things. I think if you're trying to create a group that can generate prospects for you this is a great way to use the power of free in creating free courses um, and doing different things that are going to attract people to you and what you have to offer you will be able to use the learning section of Facebook and so what I want you to do is that there are some really good YouTube videos going on right now in reference to learning about Facebook groups and how to create your learning system within your group. And so, if this is something that you're interested in, what I want you to do is just go to YouTube.com and just put in Facebook um, groups or Facebook units, how to use, and it'll pull up about 10 really solid videos of people giving trainings and really taking you inside of their group and showing you what they have actually done. Um, in particular with, with their groups. And so, again, um, you know, I want you guys to look that up if this is something that you think you might be able to use as a productivity tool later on, okay? Very good. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to the topic of the day. And that topic is productivity, keeping your eyes on the end. And so I want to talk to you ladies a little bit about productivity and why is it that some people are having such a difficult time in being productive at all in their business. I mean, I have clients, I have people who attend a lot of my free things that are always saying, you know, I just can't seem to get focused, I can't seem to have clarity on what it is that I'm doing, and uh, I can't seem to keep myself in order so that I can delegate, okay? So, I want to make it a little more simple. I want to go over, you know, keeping your eyes on the end and what's so important about that. Activity is key, and I think what has happened in our 21st century is that everybody is feeling like they have to be in a rush, and I know it's especially for those of us who use social media. You know, we see competitors, we see everybody pushing their stuff out there, and it makes us feel so rushed and overwhelmed, like we've got to have stuff now, right now. But the the best thing that I think is very important is that keeping your eyes on the end means keeping yourself focused on what what are your visions for your business what is it that you want to experience within a given time frame and then staying focused on that and this is why visioning goal setting task and delegation is so very very key so oftentimes, when you're not clear, when you're fuzzy, when you can't stay focused, a lot of the times it's because you've really not created a system in order to focus on. Right? You haven't you haven't created um, your vision with an S, meaning what is it that you want to experience in your business within this next ninety days, or within this next six months, or next year? You have not developed that. Right? And what I tell a lot of people is stop feeling like you've got to create like this humongous long-term gargantula goal that's like 10 or 20 years from now. You need to stay in the present. I think it's important for us as small business owners to really focus on where is it that we want to go the first 90 days, the next you know, the next 180 days, um, where is it that we want to go within the first, the, the first year or within the year or 12-month period, right? And sometimes when you've got your mind thinking about five years out, it's very difficult, and especially if you are not, Um, really a practitioner of productivity and getting things done, if you have not laid out a system for yourself, you're going to be all over the place, let me tell you, okay? The other thing is oftentimes when you have more than one business, productivity is always going to be an issue for you as well. Um, And I've had this question so many times. I am a serial entrepreneur. I am involved in multiple businesses. But here's what I want to say. If it's just you, if it's just you, yourself, and I, right, a solo entrepreneur, and you don't have anyone helping you to manage your businesses, then it's very, very difficult, almost impossible to run businesses simultaneously and think you're going to be active and productive in those businesses. Something is going to have to give, okay? Okay. Does this mean that you should not have more than one business? No. But what it does mean is that you should work on your primary business and building it and making it successful so that the money you're generating can help you in investing in another business. The next thing is is that without a doubt, in order for you to be productive, you're going to have to have a virtual assistant. You're going to have to have people that can help you in technology. You're going to have to have people that help you do some things depending on the type of business that you have. And so I think this is very key because I know people that are in three or four network marketing businesses or they have two network marketing businesses and three traditional businesses, and none of them are doing well. So I know what I'm talking about, and and I'll be transparent and say I have been there, done that. It does not work, Right? And so it's very key for you to understand and learn from my own mistakes and failures that being in multiple businesses without having help, without having a power team in place to take care of a lot of things is going to lead you to nowhere and having no money. You can take that to the bank, okay? And so uh, this is why I am not saying that you can't have multiple businesses, which what I am saying is that you should focus on your primary business, get that successful first, and then from there, you can invest in um, other businesses and have um, a power team that helps you in the productivity, the administrative side, and the marketing side so that you can do what you need to do. Okay? This is very key. This is overlooked. This is something very, very important. But the other issue of why most people can't focus and keep their eyes on the end is simply because the system has not been put in place. If you have this one business you need to focus on, um, if if you have not created your vision for the business, meaning what is it that I want to experience in this business for the rest of this year, for example, then it's very difficult for you to focus on anything because you'll stand for nothing and be for everything. And you can't do that and think you're going to see an income generated from that. When you're all over the place, Yes, it makes you feel like you're busy and important and that you're doing something, but I can guarantee you that it's not the truth, okay? You're having a false reading, and you've got to put yourself in check, and you've got to get grounded. So how do you keep your eyes on the end? Meaning, how do you keep yourself focused on the priority of your business and what it is that you want to experience? You go back to the drawing board and you go back and look at your visions. And your visions is what is it that I want to experience within a given time frame? These are these become what I call your master goals, right? Your vision. What is it that I want to experience within a certain time frame? And you can have more than one vision. There's no rule for having only one vision. You can have multiple visions, multiple experiences that you desire to have, right? Vision. Then that's when you go ahead through the hierarchy of goal setting. You, you set goals to your vision, the experiences that you want to have, and then for every goal has to be a list of tasks to help you get these things done and implemented so the goal can be accomplished. So this right here is the crux of why I feel a lot of women are having problems because women are multitaskers by nature, Okay. Um, this is very, very key. And this is what I find all of the time. I find that oftentimes we we have this sense of urgency, like we're always supposed to be doing something. And so we keep adding and stacking all of these activities and these tasks in our calendar. And before we know it, we have calendared ourselves out of uh, the primary goal of what we're trying to do or the primary aim. So this is what's key, guys. You have got first of all, identify what your visions are in your business. What is it that you individually want to experience? Uh, Do you want to experience being on the cover of a magazine? Okay, well, then set goals to it and figure out how that's going to happen. Do you want to have a a more workable website? Okay, not a problem. Okay, um, set goals to that, and then figure out who you're going to get, delegate that to to help you. Um, do you want to experience a better marketing system? You want to have people calling your phone or you want to have people emailing you or you want to see your contact list grow by people opting in to get what you have, create goals to make that happen. And so, again, it's up to you to determine the experiences you want to have in your business set goals to those experiences to support them, and then set tasks uh, to each of the goals to support the goals, and then start delegating so you can get those tasks implemented, making that decision of whether you're going to do it or you're going to delegate it, right? And so this, again, is why most Business women are not focused enough. This is why most business women are having a problem with being productive in their business. Okay, so another thing that I think is very key in productivity and keeping your eyes on the end is you've got to have a good calendar system. I mean, guys, come on. You know, in this day and time, mostly everybody has a smartphone, so there's no reason why you should not be using Google Suite okay? Google Suites is the mother road of productivity. It has so many things for you to use, your calendar, your Google Docs, all of the things that are necessary for you to put it together. And the thing of it is, it's free and there's absolutely no advertisement on it. This is a give back from Google to all of its users. So again, guys, this is an incredible tool that normally you have to pay thousands of dollars for. If you were to purchase a Microsoft Office suite, and you don't have to do that if you use Google Suite, right? And so, again, these are things that are ready and um, for you to use, and they are out there for you to use. Another thing that I think is important, in addition to using your calendar, so I, I want to break that down a little bit because what you really need to do is you need to make sure that not only are you using your calendar, but that the right things are in your calendar. So whatever the experiences are that you say you want to have, what I would recommend that you do, um, like whatever experiences you want to have within a 30-day period, I would uh, encourage you to go ahead and set the milestone for those experiences. In other words, what's the deadline that I want to see those experiences happening? And then that way, you plot plotted that in your calendar, set an alarm for yourself, and then back all the way up to where you are uh, within that 30 days, at the beginning of that 30 days, hopefully back up to where you are, and then start creating goals to support the experiences and tasks to help get things implemented so you can see the goal accomplished, right? So that's very, very key. And so oftentimes we have so many different activities in our calendar, but they're all the wrong activities, and we're not working on them. The other thing that I think is good in keeping your eyes on the end is try your very best to do things one at a time. Don't try to be all over the place with doing your task. So one of the things that I recommend that you do is either get an egg timer to time yourself and give yourself a certain number of minutes to finish your task, or on your phone, you've, if you have a smartphone, you've got a timer right there on your smartphone. Set your timer for what I like to call 15 to 30 minute chunks, okay? Time. Never try to work four hours in a row or three hours in a row. Um, you're not going to get anywhere and you're going to find yourself just kind of wandering around um, looking all over the internet but not really getting things done, okay? So, for example, if you know that you need to write an ebook or an e-report and it's something that you've been wanting to do, of course you know that you have to outline that, then you have to um, make sure that you come up with your titles and what should be in each chapter. and then um, from there, you set a schedule to work start writing your book, right? Um, and so one of the things that you do is try to write in fifteen to thirty minute chunks. So every day set maybe three or four 15 to 30-minute chunks of time aside in your calendar for writing and just start writing. And you'd be very surprised at how much more you get done. The other thing about productivity is I don't think is women we take enough breaks. I don't think that we Uh, enjoy ourselves. We get ourselves stuck in that labor role and we think we're supposed to work, work, work. And so it's important for you to start enjoying your business because if you don't enjoy your business, you're not going to continue with your business or you're going to feel enslaved to your business like you're doing everything but you're not bringing in anything and it's not giving back anything. In order to not feel that way, I think it's important for you to take breaks throughout your day if you're working your business full-time, if you are nine-to-five job and you're having to come home and then get into your business, um, I think it's very, very important that you try your very best to ease your way into your business by taking a break when you first get home or or setting up a schedule to where maybe you do two hours uh, evening because you can get a whole lot more done in two hours rather than trying to five hours getting things done. And don't forget if you do work a nine to five job, it's important for you to have a virtual assistant that can get things done for you during the day so that you don't feel like all the stress and everything is on you. Right? That you can get, uh, you can delegate these things out. And I think that's so very very important. Um, And so, again, keeping yourself focused on the end, on the prize, keeping yourself focused on what it is that you want to experience, and then making sure that you have the goals in place to do it and the task in place to support those goals is very important. And, of course, you know it doesn't stop there because then you have to decide on how you're going to actually delegate out the task and whether you're going to actually keep the task yourself, very, very key. So I wanted to bring that up to you because productivity is in your control. And your desire, ladies, you should want to become a queen of productivity. You want to be a proactive person. You want to be very productive when you are working. Um, and so make sure you pay attention to What's your best time of day for creativity, your thoughts? You know, do you feel clearer in the mornings, in the afternoons, or in the evenings? What is that? You know, if you if you're working a nine to five, for example, and you feel clearer in the afternoon, then you need to make the best of your lunch time, right? You need to have a working lunch where, you know, you bring a sandwich or something and then you go get to it, whether you've got to go in your car and sit down or whether you go to the local library somewhere and sit down uh, or whether you just go to a quiet restaurant like Mara Bread or, or somewhere else and sit down and just really, um, you know, get a good solid hour of work in time. Um, if you feel more productive late at night and you're working at 9 to 5, be very careful because it's going to make you tired the next day if you stay up late. I can attest to that, and, and that's something that you don't want to build a habit with, right? And so keeping your eyes on the end, it's all about you getting structured, it's all about you getting organized, it's all about you having a system in place. And knowing what it is that you want to experience. And remember, when you don't know what you want to experience, when you haven't identified your um, your visions for your business, for your goals, and what it is that you want to do, you're going to be all over the place, right? And that's not what you want. So I hope that you guys have enjoyed this. I want to quickly just um, bring up a few productivity tools that I think will help uh, all of you, and I, and I think that you will enjoy these, okay? So for, for managing your projects and your goals, um, again, I want you guys to just take a look at this and, and just don't get it or sign up for it. Really evaluate if this is what's best for you. But what I'm sharing is something that will um, – product, products that are available out there to help you uh, slimline um, your business structure, help you to – I should say streamline your business structure and help you – be more productive. So Evernote is one of my all-time favorites, Evernote, E-V-E-R, like ever, V as in victory, Evernote. Um, it's a productivity app, and the nice thing about that, if you're having to keep a lot of notes and keep up with a lot of things, the things that I like about Evernote, it has what's called notebooks. So you can have a notebook for each project, and then under those notebooks, um, you can have different notes, and Evernote keeps it in order. And you can uh, have an app on your phone and also a desktop version as well. Absolutely love it. It doesn't let me forget anything. The other thing that I – another good tool that I, I've used before and tested it out, but I don't personally use it myself, is called Asana. So if you have a team of virtual assistants or if you have a team of people that are working with you on a project, Asana is very good because it helps you to be able to Um, move around, and assign tasks to a team of people. So I love Asana for that very thing. Another um, app that's similar to Asana is called Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O. It's another app that's very good in a productivity um, tool. Trello is a little bit different than Asana because it uses, uh, like, a, a, a mock of boards and lists and cards for organizing and prioritizing your goals and your projects, right? Very, very interesting. Um, another one you may want to take a look at is Slack, S-L-A-C-K, okay? And one that came out a couple of years ago that becomes pretty, has become pretty popular is called 17 Hats. It's an all-in-one business management tool that helps you stay up-to-date um, wherever you are, and you can use it with teams or use it as an individual. So it's seventeen one seven. Dot com. Go check that out and take a look at that. All of these are productivity tools. And of course, I've already shared with you um, ones that I really like for my purpose because I'm a service provider. Uh, I like Insightly, I-N-S-I-G-H-T-L-Y.com. And I also like CAP U L E C R M, which stands for Customer Relations Manager. I like CapsulCRM.com. That's one of my favorites uh, to, to share with a lot of solo entrepreneurs. Okay. Um, another productivity tool that I really like that can be on your phone is Gas Buddy. It's an app. So you can go um, to your marketplace or you can go to your uh, iPhone apps and you can look up GAS Buddy separate word, B-U-D-D-Y, which is really good. And then there's another one that's really good that I thought was very useful as well called Expensify, E-X-P-E-N-S-I-F-Y, Expensify. And it's a a travel and expense app for tracking both personal and business expenses, so I really, really love that. For social media, I really like, um, for Instagram, I really like Planoly. P L A N O L O G Y, Planoli. Planoli.com is very, very good, especially if you have a product oriented business that you're trying to market via Instagram. Um, Hootsuite, H O O T S U I T E, has changed a lot. I visited them recently, did some testing on a couple of their new features. And so Hootsuite now allows you to post to your Facebook group and your Facebook fan pages, but you have to be the owner, not allow you to post a personal Facebook page any longer. And as you all know, I think August of 2018, Facebook banned all third-party apps from being able to post on their personal, fan, on their personal pages. Anybody, No one can post from a third-party app on their personal pages. You actually have to go to Facebook and engage on your personal page, okay? Um, But HootTweet is very, very good um, because it does LinkedIn, it now does Instagram automatically, and it does Facebook groups and Facebook fan pages. So pay attention to that. Another one that I, I have used for clients is called Sprout Social. Sprout Social which is a social media manager as well. Sprout Social is very good. I really like it, S-P-R-O-U-T, social, dot com. okay? And then, of course, if you've not created your blog, uh, we all know that WordPress is the number one blogger, blog platform in the world. Uh, it's very good, but there are some others out there as well. But I, I will keep it with WordPress. I really, really like WordPress as a blogging system. And then um, if you are in a service business and you find yourself having to make a lot of appointments, a coach, a business consultant, um, whether you do other types of services, a massage therapist, anything like that, then you're going to need a really good scheduling system well. And one of the scheduling systems that I absolutely love is called Vesita, and it's spelled V as in Victor, C as in cat, I-T-A, com. Very, very good. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, I just partnered up with Vesita, and if you're looking for a 60-day trial on Vesita, then all you need to do is just, um, you know, say me in, you know, in the chat, and I will get you a 60 day trial link that you can actually use. So, for those of you who are on Facebook Live, if you say me, um, I will go ahead and get you um, a link to get a free 60 day trial on the Cedar. For those of you that are listening to the Blog Talk platform, you can email member support at womenaboutbiz.net. Again, member support at womenaboutbiz.net. And just in the subject line, say 60 day VESITA trial, and then um, in the body, put your email and you know and um, phone number, and then I'll get that to you uh, this week. So make sure that you do that. For those of you on Facebook, just say me um, in the chat, and then I can get you a 60 day um, trial link. Okay. So Vasita is very very good. Another system, like uh, one of the things that I love about Vasita is that once you schedule the appointment and by the way, it is your customer or client that's scheduling the appointment through a link that you provided for them, then it's automatically going to send out reminders to that client or customer, and it allows you to invoice that customer and do a lot of other things that are very, very beneficial, and um, it does it both via telephone and email, so I really, really like that, okay? So definitely now another system that's similar to Lucita, they don't do quite as much, it's called Appointee. A-P-P-O-I-N-T-Y, Appointee. And Appointee is very good, too. I, um, I have people that are using that and they're liking that. It's a more simplified version of the CETA, I think, right? And, of course, for graphics, i got to bring up my buddies over at Canva, C-A-N-V-A. Canva, I absolutely love Canva. I now am able to use it on my phone after saying that I can't design graphics on my phone Uh, I promised that was one of the things that I wanted to do that would make me more productive if I was having to do something really quickly, and so I I taught myself Canva. Canva has great tutorial videos, and um, Canva has a free version, and Canva is spelled C-A-N-V-A. So anytime you need to to do a quick graphic for a social media post or anything like that, Canva can be good on your phone. This is especially helpful to those of you that are 9 to fivers and uh, you can't necessarily bring up stuff on your job computer. Canva works really well on the um, cell phone as well, okay? And then, you know, last but not least, I want to talk a little bit about, well, last but not least, I want to talk about quickly customer service apps, and I want to talk about email marketing because those things are necessary for productivity, right? And so some of the customer service that I really like, one in particular, I, I really do like Zendesk, D-E-N-D-E-S-K. Zendesk is very helpful and useful. I really, really like that. Um, so go to Zendesk.com. GetSatisfaction is another one that I really like. And again, it's GetSatisfaction.com. That's another group that um, has created an awesome app. And then there is another app called Help Scout. Help Scout is a live chat software that has a whole lot of features to it, but if you're wanting to have a really good chat system on your on top of your WordPress system or your blog, um, the thing that I like about Help Scout is that it is automated, right? It's automated and it allows you to, to create a list of common Q&As that then can automatically respond to people who are chatting on your site. They think that they're actually chatting with you. So, again, that, it's, a, it's a wonderful service, okay? Um, and so last but not least, I love SurveyMonkey. SurveyMonkey can be used for a lot of different things, Um, and so definitely you want to check out SurveyMonkey.com. You guys, make sure that you don't just start signing up for all of these things. I'm giving you these names so that you can research them, do your due diligence, and then choose the ones based on the needs of your business. Last but not least, I want to go ahead and talk about uh, email marketing and so many different email marketing tools that are out there, but again, I only want to give you a few. Um, MailChimp by far is fantastic if you're on a budget, uh, So because you can graduate yourself a little bit further up um, each time into a paid version of MailChimp if you need to, but they give you a robust free membership, very, very beginning. Constant Contact has always been in the playing game for a very, very long time. Although Constant Contact, I find, has gotten a little bit pricey there, um, they're still very good, okay? A Weber who I consider the mother of email marketing, AWeber has like totally transitioned and changed and brought themselves into the 21st century. AWeber, that's the alphabet A-W-E-B-E-R, AWeber.com. And then, of course, um, what I use is called MailerLite. I love MailerLite. It's simple, but has all the bells and whistles. Miller Lite, MillerLite dot com, Miller and it has, it, it has really robust services, but for a fraction of the cost. And they also have a very good free service as well. So stay tuned, ladies, for next week as we talk more about accounting tools, community, other communication-type tools, other customer relations manager tools that you might like, okay? And for those of you who have products, um, we're going to talk about some e-commerce tools that may help you as well. So that's all I have for today. I want to thank all of you for listening to the show today. We ran a little bit over, but I wanted to get all this information out there to you. So, again, I wish you a very abundant and productive week, and don't forget to tune in next Monday as we continue with The Power of Productivity. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.